Hey y'all, I'm Ashley, I'm Lala, and you're tuning into OK Okay Girl, an all-inclusive podcast about everyday life and everything that goes with it. Tune in every week to see what we gotta say about all the shit school did not teach you. Again, these intros we gotta come up with something different. But what do you want to say? Bye bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, what do you want to say in the beginning? You gotta say hello and welcome. Hey, welcome I to know. our channel. Hello. Okay, you know, hey. welcome to our channel. <laughs> hey, hey, it's me, Ashley. I'm back. It's Lala, and this is Okay Girl. Yes, and we're here with a full episode. Yes, and today we have a very, very special guest. Basha B. You already heard her in our mini-sode, but now she's back to tell us about some holistic wellness. Hey, hey girl. Y'all. Hey, hey. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Basha graduated from Pitzer College in 2017 and earned her Bachelor of Science degree in Human Biology. Basha is now an aspiring holistic healthcare practitioner slash midwife and looks forward to sharing tips and resources to help young audiences better their overall physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health and wellness. So welcome, Basha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So glad to have you. Um, okay, so Basha and I met through a mutual friend. Hey, Elena. Hey, hey lady. <laughs> and when, since I first met her, her energy has always been like so genuine, and she just knows so much about health, holistic wellness and like everything. And I was like, girl, teach me. <laughs> um, so I started following you on Instagram, I think like a little bit after we met. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you were like posting all these different things. And I was like, I need you on this podcast. <laughs> We, I can't keep this to myself. We gotta share it. Um, but yeah, so basically, let's get into it. And yeah. I guess we can start with what is holistic wellness and what inspired you to get into it? Okay, so <clears throat> holistic wellness, like just a brief description of it, is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's like a whole view of your health and wellness, like your body, not just physically, but like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. Um, You look at all those things as a whole when determining, you know, the status or the how you're feeling about yourself. So it's not just you know how am I feeling physically okay I'm feeling this way let me treat it it's about how am I physically feeling physically emotionally mentally spiritually etc like all the things that I just um, named off and pretty much holistic wellness just looks at all of those factors when determining you know an illness or how you may be feeling so it's really just about like checking in with all parts of your body outside of physically um, and kind of like taking another route to healing not just in a westernized setting that makes sense so I really got into holistic wellness when I'd say I was always interested in it like it always just seemed so interesting to me but I really got into it once I graduated college and I was like battling a lot of health issues myself like physically mentally like my anxiety and depression was at an all-time high when I graduated like physically I wasn't feeling well either I was in and out of the hospital constantly really didn't have an idea of what was going on until like I did um look more into holistic healing and wellness and kind of pinpoint and assess like okay 
how I'm feeling emotionally, which is anxious and depressed, like definitely manifested and matriculated into why I was like physically not doing well either. Why I was having like chronic UTIs, why I was having so many bad kidney infections when, you know, I had always been like an athlete, like majority of my life, like I lived like a predominantly healthy life, but because like doctors and you know therapists never really well outside of when I did go to therapy because like these clinical psychologists etc never really explained to me how like your emotional and your mental can contribute to your physical like I had no idea what was going on so once I like did my own outside research and realized how all of those things like emotional and mental wellness kind of coexisted and connected with your physical wellness Mm -hmm. that's when I was like okay, like, I love this because, like, it just makes so much more sense opposed to just focusing solely on the physical and going to a doctor and getting some pills and then leaving only to come back to, you know, be feeling the same exact way. So, yeah, that's how I got into it. Really, I just wanted to, like, feel better and really check in with myself and kind of assess these things. And so, yeah, that's how I came about with holistic wellness. (laughs) Nice. So, um, talking about that, like, you saw with your body you were going through some things and that's why you wanted to get into holistic wellness. What is your life like now compared to what it was back then? So my life has honestly done like a 360 and not just like physically, but also I'm just in a better mindset in general, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when, excuse me, especially when I was dealing with things like my anxiety and depression, like for the longest, I thought the only way that I could get better and what was being said to me was that the only way I could get better is if I was like on antidepressants Mm -hmm. or, you know, anti-anxiety medication. But like being a science major and knowing all these things that kind of take place like in the pharmaceutical industry, especially with big pharma, like those just weren't alternative. Those just weren't healing routes that I wanted to go down especially since I had seen like some of my own closest friends in college you know get on these medications like these antidepressants like Xanax etc um or anti-anxiety medications and it lead them to a place of feeling worse and not necessarily better so seeing this I'm just like okay there has to be another alternative route to feeling better so um excuse me so Hmm. How can I say this without like ranting, I guess? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like once I just really like took better care of my mental, that's when things started to change. It wasn't necessarily about, okay, how can I make myself feel better physically? Because like I was already like working out and like doing all these things that like to the best of my abilities that I could to make myself feel good physically. But it's like mentally, what can I do to feel better? So when I did start meditating, when I did start, you know, holding space for myself to feel these feelings of anxiety and depression that I was going through, you know, talking to um, different therapists, not just like a clinical psychologist, like really checking in with my mental and emotional is what started the segue for me flipping to a 360 and feeling better altogether. It's taking care of my mental just as much as I did my physical. Right. Amazing. Um, (laughs) I know, like, that couldn't have been easy so like what was that process like oh my goodness it's a transition right it definitely was not 
like a walk in the park. Um, I think people automatically think that when you are into holistic wellness, like you automatically just have like this consistent optimism and like this great attitude and like, oh, I meditate, I do that. So I'm always feeling better. No, like I'm still working through these transitionary periods too. Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely had to start with me like acknowledging why I was feeling these things. And I think a lot of people don't really want to get to the why kind of scares like the why is kind of what scares us all away when we really have to sit and acknowledge like these feelings of why we're feeling this way why are we anxious why are we depressed like what are these things that are really that we're really battling with in our mental um so it definitely wasn't easy there were a lot of tears there were a lot of I will say that like for a minute it felt like my anxiety and depression was getting worse like but that's all a part of the transitioning journey is what I learned is that you really have to feel these things like you really have to feel these emotions and why you're feeling this way in order to grow through them so a lot of the feelings and the things that I tried to you know repress and not think about and kind of like fool myself into thinking like okay like I'm feeling better like I'm gonna get better eventually like it wasn't until I literally started like facing them head on like a lot of like my personal traumas and things that I had been avoiding for so long that's when there was like a light at the end of the tunnel and like I still had my bad days like everyone is entitled to have their good and bad days like some days I feel like I'm really like kicking this holistic journey's ass like I am great like I'm doing good and then some days like I still have my days where it's not necessarily the best day like you know old demons and like old devils and like old thought patterns that no longer serve me will like try to come back almost to test me like okay Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. are you really growing through this or like do you still allow your mind to have control over your destiny so um I will definitely say like it wasn't the easiest and it still isn't but like it's definitely been a beautiful journey to see like how far I've come and like how the the woman that I am today so that's something that I've been learning lately too is to really allow myself to feel those emotions because I feel that when we are having a bad day or things aren't going the way that we would like them to we kind of just try to put it on somebody else or something else and try to make up these excuses as to why we feel that way Mm -hmm. but I just have to really sit there and just let myself go through it Mm -hmm. and then afterwards I'm like okay like now I like you said we're scared of the whys Mm -hmm. you know because I don't want to face that reality but it is true so I can't put it on somebody else um but that has been helping me a lot lately mm-hmm. just really being aware of my emotions and how I'm feeling mm-hmm. you know yeah no definitely and something that like my therapist said to me that was so important was basically you know like how can you grow through things if you're if you don't allow yourself to feel them right like how can I grow through these moments of anxiety or high stress situations if I'm not acknowledging them Mm -hmm. because as long as like we repress these things and kind of like push them back into our subconscious like they're always going to come back out like that's what a subconscious is like it's the things that you try and like you know push away so that you don't have to deal with them right now but at some point like those old thoughts and traumas and demons are going to catch up with you so in order to go through it and grow through it you have to feel it and I think that's when the healing starts is when you allow yourself to feel what you're going through Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, as I've gotten older, 
um, it's finally making sense to me when people say like embrace your journey mm. you know mm-hmm. like enjoy your journey embrace it and feel all of it and then before I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> but now as I get older I'm like yeah I really have to just embrace all my emotions and deal with it then and there because mm-hmm. if you don't like it's gonna come back it's gonna come back it's gonna bite you in the ass mm-hmm. and then like you know when you hold all your um, feelings inside of you bottle up mm-hmm. and then you're gonna just explode you know and exactly. you're gonna take it out on somebody and then it's gonna make it ten times worse when that situation wasn't even maybe that big of a deal that emotion wasn't that serious but if you would have taken care of it like um, when it happened then mm-hmm. it, like you know things would have been better right exactly yeah so yeah. like now I'm like okay if I'm angry like okay just give me my space mm-hmm. let me you know if I'm sad give me my space mm-hmm. and then let me come back but yeah and then a lot of times like those issues or whatever we're dealing with like we try and repress them with other outlets that aren't necessarily the healthiest which could be you know drinking smoking popping pills like whatever at some point like you're gonna have to face those demons or yeah. else like your demons are gonna face and take over you yes so. definitely um i know that some people are not familiar with this topic of holistic wellness um but if they are they automatically associate it with like crystals and sage with voodoo and why do you think that is um it's just so funny like when people automatically um associated with i guess i'll just mainly like talk about like the voodoo aspect of it i'm really not sure why a lot of people just automatically associated with crystals and sage um i think that's just because like that's the narrative that has gone around for so long and like if people genuinely just aren't like informed about the topic then they don't know they just you know assume that that's what it is given that that's what they've been seeing like majority of people associated with so I'm really not sure why people associate with crystals and sage but as far as like voodoo um I just really feel like a lot of ancestral practices that were practiced before like colonization and like you know um before everything became like westernized I think that a lot of that has been like coined as negative by like westernized and modern practices and religious practices so like unless you go i don't know on google or a library or do research for yourself to really like tap into what voodoo used to be before it kind of got this negative connotation then like you genuinely wouldn't know and i do say that a lot of like even like when i was younger like a lot of the conversation i like heard surrounded around like voodoo and alternative practices was super negative and i never even knew myself i'm like why does everybody associate like voodoo with being so negative but it wasn't until like I got older and I started doing my research is like because literally that's what was taught Mm -hmm. like and if it's taught to you that like voodoo or all these other alternative practices are bad then Mm -hmm. you're gonna think it's bad until you break out of like that old narrative and do the research for yourself so I think a lot of it just has to do with the current like social influence and genuinely people just like being unaware or uninformed yeah for sure and then um, you know, like we talked about earlier, there's a good and a bad to everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like religion, right? It's like when you do it moderately, it's fine. And then we also have those extremists. Yeah. And then it becomes bad and then it looks bad in people's eyes. So kind of like with voodoo, right? Um, it's like the herbs. It's the chanting. It's the getting in touch with Mother Nature and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then, of course, you have those extremists who took it to another level. Yeah. Bad energy. And, and I then feel like that's, that's a lot of what's only talked about uh, is yeah, the bad right, right. Or, like, the bad aspects of spirituality and witchcraft. Yeah. Like, not, a not, not enough of 
the good was talked like about. Like the origin and the healing. And the and healing and the for. spiritual practices and connections that really what it was made for. Um, in addition to, you know, like I was talking about earlier, like good spells and like good herbs and all those type of things and good rituals. Like not enough of that was talked about. It was just like as soon as like Westernized culture like saw these things being practiced, like because it was so unknown to them, then like that's what became the narrative. Like, okay, well this voodoo in general is bad. But then when you look into it, like and you do your own research, which is why I always push people to do their own research so that they can figure out things and like get the knowledge for themselves. Once you really learn about the origins, you're like what like people like chanting to mother earth or like people using like spiritual herbs etc like that's considered like bad voodoo like no like obviously that's good yeah so it's really just about like the narrative that's been pushed for so many years as to mm-hmm. why like now people automatically associate like voodoo or hoodoo or santeria or any of these other yeah. like um culturally indigenous practices why they're automatically associated with something bad when really they're not mm-hmm. yeah yeah um gonna say uh so why do you think there is a negative narrative around spirituality and mental health and wellness um specifically in colored communities Mm -hmm. um specifically well being that i am a black woman i can just like talk from my perspective um i think there's such a bad narrative around it because number one that's what was taught to us like you know if you're going through anything like I think a lot of things especially in the black culture were kind of glazed over upon and pretty much were dealt with like if you had anything going on like go to church or like go to God Mm -hmm. um rather than like okay like obviously like church and God are not going are they're not like the end and be end all be all to everything like you know like of course if you're feeling anxious or depression or you could go to church and you can do these things and like you might feel better but it's not really targeting like what's really like the the underlying issue what's going on and I think a lot of millennials especially like black millennials like we're experiencing so many different things that like our parents and that our grandparents didn't experience like you know we're going through all these things we're trying to figure out you know ourselves and we're really just in the age of like living for ourselves and figuring things out for ourselves that we need to have these conversations about anxiety and depression. So I think because there were never any conversations like, you know, years ago about these things. And when the conversations were brought up, they were always just dismissed so easily. Um, I think that that's why now there's been like such a negative narrative around it or I would more so say there's a negative narrative around it from older generations. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. say, like, from millennials, millennials so and, like, far. yeah, people in our generation, like, a lot of them are, like, on it when it comes to, like, this mental health and wellness. Like, a lot of people are starting to see, like, now, yeah. how important it is and, like, how, um, how essential it is to, like, everyday life. And so I think that... Um, Sorry, I got like a little sidetrack. I just love talking about this stuff so much that I just be forgetting. Um, I think, you know, just to keep it short that, you know, a lot of these conversations, they just weren't had. And a lot of our parents were going through these things ourselves and nobody really knew how to deal with it when they were going through either. So it's like this whole like narrative of, you know, like you'll be fine. It's just a phase. Just pray. Just do this and that. Like it's been passed down for so long that now millennials are like, no, 
fuck that like yeah. we need to get to what the issue is why we're feeling this way what are these like societal and environmental conditions that you know black people and people of color are under that make us feel this way and how can we find a solution to feeling better not how can we just get in touch with a therapist and get these mm-hmm. pharmaceutical drugs and just you know feel better for the moment but how can we get to a place where we can still deal with these things like anxiety and depression and not have it affect us day to day like how can we cope and move through these things like in a healthier manner mm-hmm. yeah um i know like for me um like in the cambodian community we suffer a lot with ptsd mm. um just because you know we had the genocide back in the 70s mm-hmm. late 70s you know so severely recent and even like my friends millennials and stuff now they're trying to be more like in tune with being um having that positive mental health because our parents our grandparents um, our community is so affected by PTSD and we have that taboo like well if you have PTSD if you have some type of mental um, illness or anything like that any trouble with that you're considered like special or like mm-hmm. disgrace to your family you know like families don't talk about that mm-hmm. like if someone's going through that you keep them at home you keep them quiet you don't right. bring them out and let people know that th- it's really affected and I feel as if like millennials now it really um, took a toll on them mm-hmm. right grew up thinking like well, my parents don't love me because my parents don't know how to like be vocal. They don't know how to show like um, show me how to take care of myself because they don't know how to take care of themselves, mm-hmm. you know. And it's um, I feel like it's really taking effect on millennials, and now we're really trying to figure it out because we have to change the older generation. Exactly, and you it's know? obvious that like the older, a lot of the older generation is not going to change. So it just gets to a point where it's like, okay, instead of trying to like fix everyone else's perceptions mm-hmm. and like you know our grandparents our you know parents etc cetera, etc cetera, like lineages beyond us and before us it's like okay what can we do to fix ourselves and the generations coming yeah. after us i think once like i got to that point in my journey because like for a while like i was just so frustrated like why does nobody in my family like understand what i'm going through like why like when i have tried to have these conversations with my parents um have they like literally just not known how to dealt with it and it's because like they themselves like were never their issues that they were going through were not really dealt with either and they literally just have like some some parents and generations before just literally have no clue yeah so it had to get to a point where i had to forgive my parents for that because for a while like i held that resentment Mm -hmm. in like oh, you guys just don't want to get to know me. You just don't want to get to know this thing about mental health issues in the black community. Like, nobody wants to have this conversation. But I realized that with my parents, it was just like, they just genuinely didn't know. So now, now it's, okay, what can I do to not only educate you, but also, like, set it up so that the lineages after me that I plan on creating and just, like, society in general, what can we do so, like, that they don't have to continuously go through this as well? Yeah. So I think a lot of millennials are really, like, set forth on setting things up right so that whatever comes after us will have better to deal with or won't have to go through the same things that we've been going through. Right. Sure, yeah. And it all comes back to breaking those generational curses mm-hmm. because kind of like you, I kind of was like, why doesn't anyone get it? Why don't they want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. But it's because they really don't know. And like mm-hmm. our parents kind of grew up internalizing those, those feelings right. because they were told you got to stay strong, just go to church, it'll all get better. But that wasn't really fixing how they were feeling you know mm-hmm. like they couldn't what am i trying to say they couldn't like 
it wasn't just gonna go away like you really have to work on it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and them not knowing that and then I feel like the things that I talk about now with my parents they're kind of like what are you talking about are you crazy (laughs) yeah what what are you talking about (laughs) yeah Yeah. but it's it's real things it's real life Mm -hmm. and in order like you said in order for me to make a better like future for myself and those that come after me I gotta start with me with me exactly um I know like I'm not where I want to be like you know what wellness wise but I feel like um because my mom plays a great influence in my life and Mm -hmm. she's all about like holistic wellness so I understand and I see like the benefits of that and I'm trying to um like share more with my other side like my mom's side of the family my family's very healthy and thankfully like my grandma she's like the matriarch of our family Mm -hmm. so she's always been like she's about wellness you know she exercises she eats healthy she does all of that takes Mm -hmm. care of herself you know like she does vegas and stuff (laughs) you know she's like nice and balanced so my family and my grandma's side everybody's like overall healthy you know Mm -hmm. and then when it comes to my dad's side it's the same like they didn't have maybe the same mindset as my grandma like my paternal grandma paternal 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 right (laughs) paternal grandma <laughs> she she's not like that at all and uh-huh. i can see that it take it took a toll even my cousins today when i talk about this stuff they're like girl what are you talking about you know right. <laughs> and it's like i'm like but look at it like look at our family like generation like the health conditions like mm-hmm. these things are passed on you know like diseases and illness in our family it's passed on because we don't know and we're not looking to make that change you know but like it's more it's with your mind it's with your activity and like what you partake in every single day Mm -hmm. you know and And it's like you can't change everybody but you can definitely plant the seed plant Mm -hmm. the seed so you can plant the seeds and whatever they decide to do with that seed if they want to water and nourish it and help it grow then cool if not they want to just leave that seed there then you gotta let them leave it there which is definitely like what I had to come to terms with like okay I can't change everyone but as long as like I like drop this knowledge and like you're obviously like reading it or like you Mm -hmm. are aware of it then that's all I can do yeah Mm -hmm. and then when you're ready you'll water it yeah whenever you're ready or if you ever want to like you'll water it but (laughs) i'm not gonna like force anyone to you know get hip to this or want to be more cognizant and care more about like their holistic wellness their mental emotional spiritual wellness if they genuinely don't want to right and then you keep forcing somebody of course it's gonna be like a negative thing to them because it's like why are you forcing this on me yeah you kind of just got to do it on your own yeah and like we said if they don't do it that's fine you mm-hmm. gotta just you did your part yeah just how so. like i don't want to be forced to do nothing. right exactly. like, i'm not gonna force somebody else to do it yeah. right <laughs> takes the fun out of it <laughs> okay so um actually next question oh yes um is it possible to be spiritual and religious what is the difference and can they coexist I just laugh because I get this question so much. Um, so I definitely think that the two can coexist. Um, and like honestly, I really don't think there's like a big difference between being religious and spiritual. I just think like the main difference is that religious is religion is organized and like spirituality isn't. Like you kind of have more room to do whatever you feel necessary in order to connect with God or whatever higher entity that you choose to connect with that's above you. Um, I definitely think that the two can coexist. Um, I would like to say that I am kind of an example of the two coexisting because while I don't necessarily follow or organized religion, like I do believe that there, you know, is a God, a higher power, a higher entity that is above me. Like I know I'm not God walking this earth and that, you know, I can't 
be God, but I know that I am of God, but mm-hmm. I also know that there is like a God again and a higher entity above me that has the final say so and everything. So I think really as long as you acknowledge that there is a higher power other than you that's not of this physical realm and of this earth, then why can't the two coexist? Because I know plenty of spiritual people who no longer like participate in an organized religion or who go to church every day or who don't go to church every day anymore and, you know, still will refer to like a scripture in the Bible or like, you know, something of that nature. Um, I honestly feel like people just overthink it like way too much because if you look at the church, then there are like plenty of things that go on in the church that did derive from like a spiritual background and like an ancestral like spiritually background so example like um when catholics burn incense in the church or you know that's not necessarily like something that was exactly like practiced in an organized religion like that dates back to you know our ancestors have been burning incense forever and using sage and stuff forever so um i definitely think that the two can coexist if people allow it to Mm -hmm. you have to like allow it to coexist and you have to be comfortable in your decision and comfortable in knowing that not everybody's going to agree with that in order for the two to exist yeah Yeah. um i i agree i think they can coexist um but again, it's kind of like you have to learn how to coexist in order for you to like explain it to people, right? Mm-hmm. Because people who aren't like, you know, um, really maybe spiritual or whatever or religious, they don't understand it. Yeah. But I feel like once you try it and try to, once you understand how it, it coexists, then you can definitely share. Um, I remember I went to church, uh, it was my boyfriend's church, and actually the priest had us meditate in the middle of mass yeah see things yeah, like so that i was like well i was like wait what is going on and i feel <laughs> like, like meditation in the church what yeah, I, feel like every, <laughs> I feel like everybody was like what because he just like i don't really remember but he was like okay so everybody like close your eyes like take a deep breath and like and then he was like you know mm-hmm. guiding us through meditation for like a little bit and it was short and he was like open your eyes how do you and i was like wait did we just meditate <laughs> at a catholic church i was like wait yeah. what so it, it was cool to see because I feel like everybody was kind of thrown off. They're like, wait, mm-hmm. we can do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that spirituality focuses more on, like, you connecting with your ancestors um, and lineages that, like, came before you. Mm-hmm. So one thing I noticed when I did start, like, getting into my own spiritual practice, um, I noticed that there was, like, a heavy focus on, like, my ancestors and, you know, um, lineages of my family and me that have walked this earth before me and how, like, they are already like knew what my life was going to be they already like prayed and blessed my life before I like even was thought about or came into this earth so really like getting into spirituality and having to dig into my ancestry and really like find out like where I came from and where these practices stem from like that's definitely a big thing that I noticed between spirituality and organized religion mm-hmm. too because you know in organized religion like the focus is you know God and God only Jesus yeah. and God but in spirituality you could not only connect with your ancestors but you realize like that they are above you as well and that they have a higher say in what goes on in your life they already know what's going on in your life because they've walked this earth before us so like when I pray I like open up my prayer and my meditation to God the higher power my ancestor whoever's up there listening like I'm not just necessarily like going into this mode of prayer and meditation just to connect solely with God if that makes sense Mm so yeah definitely (laughs) um for me I have um 
thing. So my back, I have like the Sat Yan tattoo, right? So mm. basically, they're prayers. They're ancient Cambodian prayers. Mm. So um, sometimes I feel like when I talk to like religious people or like, you know, other people like, oh, like, oh, I'm Christian. And like, wait, so what is on your back? I'm like, oh, it's a prayer. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, what? a Christian prayer. A Christian you prayer. Know? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not a Christian par- prayer. It's like my ancestral prayers, you know, on right. my back for like protection and mm-hmm. like stuff like that, good energy. And it's kind of tricky because it's, it's hard to explain to people because mm-hmm. they're like, well, what do you mean? Like, you have a Cambodian prayer on your back, but then you're Christian, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but they coexist they because coexist. these are from my ancestors, you know? This is my family on my back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my culture on my back. And then, you know, like you said, <laughs> you also pray to God, but also to my ancestors too. Like, mm-hmm. who's out there who's watching over us? Because, you know, mm-hmm. back then, yeah, they put all these things in motion. So, like, you know, good energy over their family, their exactly. generations to come. And it's like, you want to keep that alive still because yeah. you want to set that up for your generations to come too, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah, and, like, my altar... Um, I, this is like something that I took away from like organized religion because I did grow up like in an organized religious household like black Baptist my dad was Lutheran so I went to Lutheran school K through eighth grade so like I grew up knowing organized religion but once I kind of like decided for myself to like define what spirituality and all that meant for me like I was like okay like I still want to have an altar like I like the idea of having an altar um you know I have like my candles my crystals mm-hmm. on it like sometimes like a lot of times actually I'll write like notes and prayers or affirmations like opening it up to the ancestral energy that's above me to you know like come and bless this altar like whenever they feel like it or like pray just to open up like that communication with them um so that's kind of ties into my point of being that the two can coexist because an altar is definitely something that is heavily associated with organized religion but me being a person who doesn't follow organized religion like I just kind of took the meaning of an altar away from the church like took that mm-hmm. what I learned from it took it away from the church yeah. and kind of redefined what it meant for me and how I can like implement that into my everyday life and how it could benefit me every day nice um Next okay. Question. okay so <laughs> um so I read an article it's like oh holistic wellness basically means wellness means wholeness mm-hmm. and like making sure your you know your whole is all um good up to par so that kind of leads into like the seven chakras so can you go into that and basically give a little spiel about what every little thing is mm-hmm. and um and the colors okay <laughs> yes chakras i love chakras um because they're basically just like the seven um energy portals that like run like directly in the center of your body starting from the root and lead all the way up to the crown um so your root chakra is the first chakra and it's at the base of your spine and that's associated with the color red um and red really has like a color and signifies like bravery groundedness so like you know if you're ever feeling anxious or ungrounded then like my favorite thing to do is like wear red or like look at red mm-hmm. because like that automatically like gives you a sense of like groundedness and like is directly associated with your root chakra and then like moving up you have your sacral chakra excuse me um which is like pretty much like right where your reproductive system is and that is associated with the color orange and um our sacral i cannot talk excuse me (laughs) (laughs) 
Our sacral chakra um, is heavily associated with, like, our creativity and our sexuality. So, like, you know, if you're feeling just uninspired and unmotivated or let's say, like, you're hypersexual, like, you want to have sex all the time or, like, you don't have any type of sex drive. You're just like, I don't want to, like, engage, like, in anything sexually or anything like that, then you're probably dealing with, like, some type of imbalance in your sacral chakra. And being that the color orange is associated with that, um, orange is, like, the color of like creativity creativity and vibrancy so my favorite thing to do is just like wear orange or like see orange or like you know put like little orange things around my room so that like that color and that connection to my sacral is consistently around then moving up you have your solar plexus chakra which is um the third chakra and that pretty much is your portal to like self-wisdom and like self-confidence and so like if I'm feeling like insecure or just like not really on my p's and q's or just kind of you know you know, not really like having full faith in myself how I normally do then you know I'll put on yellow or like you know I'll eat yellow foods like your diet feeds just in speeds into your chakras like just mm. as much as like seeing these things does so like you know I'll eat lemon turmeric like something like and also our solar plexus chakra thrives from heat too so like that's why I really like doing yoga too because that really stimulates my solar plexus or anybody's solar plexus and that's why I always feel like just so good and like enlightened and like full of like wisdom after because like that's what that specific chakra is for um so what i say root sacral chakra okay moving up you have your heart um and the color usually associated with that is green i know everybody thinks pink but like both of them actually like correlate with them but for the sake of just talking about the chakras um i'll keep it at green and so um our heart chakra really has to do with like forgiveness self-love um patience and kind of just like our emotional like state so like let's say if i'm just really holding a grudge against somebody or i just don't feel like forgiving somebody for something or again like i'm not really feeling myself and like i notice myself like saying a lot of self-deprecating things i'm like okay there's probably like a blockage going on with my heart shocker maybe it's not stimulated enough i don't know so like i'll throw on like my little jade buddha necklace which is green and like you know jade and like the buddha in general is like optimism happiness so like i automatically notice myself feeling better like once i'm wearing some green once i see some green once once i eat green like that's why like it's so important to like eat your greens too because it really feeds into your solar plex excuse me your heart shock so like I'll eat like some spinach some kale like some broccoli like something to kind of like open up that chakra and get me back to the feeling good um so we have our heart let's see our throat so, I'm using my throat chakra a lot right now so I'm like uh, <laughs> so like our throat chakra um is associated with the color blue and that really has to do with like your sense of communication speaking up for yourself um your communication with others communication with yourself um so if i like need to do like a public speaking event of some sort then i'll make sure to like carry like a blue turquoise stone with me just because i know it's going to activate and open that up or you know i'll eat blueberries like something high in antioxidants that will really open up that throat chakra um if you've been having issues with not necessarily if you can't seem to speak up for yourself or you're not feeling confident in your public speaking then like that's a signifier like okay something's going on with my throat chakra like let me you know warm that up or do something with that um 
going on from that you have your third eye chakra which pretty much your third eye is hmm I'm trying to describe it without getting like too like spiritual or like metaphysical but basically like your third eye chakra is what helps you see beyond this realm so like your intuition like your connectedness to like nature um your connectedness connectedness to yourself so um i really work on my third eye chakra a lot just because i feel like it helps me be in tune with like my intuitiveness as well as like my senses like my sense of like sight touch smell like when i'm really when, when my third eye is open like i just feel like I am like unstoppable like I can automatically like pick up on certain energies like my intuition like guides me I don't necessarily have to rely on other people or like their opinions or like even like Google Maps like I don't even have to look at Google Maps just because like my third eye is like taking me where I need to go <laughs> like my intuition is on point um, and that's normally associated with like um, a deep violet kind of purple color so that's why like in my room I try and keep like deep hues of like blue and purple around and that's always been like one of my favorite colors so um that's your third eye chakra so if you ever like feel like you may need to open that up like a good way to do it is like through meditation which is like why I always like recommend that to people like start with a little bit of meditation then like the final chakra you have is your crown and that sits like on top of your head um and that's normally that can either be associated with like a violet color normally clear because like your crown chakra is what helps you like ascend like further into like your spiritual journey or like your personal journey like your crown chakra is like the center of ascension and wisdom so like a lot of times if i'm feeling like kind of fuzzy headed or like not really myself or like i'm like dang okay like i know that like i feel stuck right now and i want to ascend further like why can i not seem to like ascend further? like what's what blockage is yeah. keeping me there right. like it's usually your crown chakra so like usually just sitting out in sunlight or you know doing something like to get your brain activated like reading crossword puzzles those are like really good ways to um open up your crown chakra too so yeah that's the seven chakras um like a quick little like mini debrief on them um i hope that wasn't like too much i always get so excited talking about chakras <laughs> i have to like keep myself calm like okay don't rant too much but yeah that's kind of like a quick little snippet of them no yeah thank you because i feel like you know people hear about them but don't really know and i guess like what every chakra um uh, caters to you know and how you can improve those different things mm -hmm. and like you said you know if you're feeling like hypersexual or you're having a low drive like these are some things to do and I think people don't realize that like oh yeah. my body is different there's different parts of my body that like mm -hmm. do different things you know and so, that's what really like holistic wellness is about like as a whole like you realize that every little thing when it comes to like sight scent smell like even color what you eat like that really contributes to your wholeness as a whole it's not just the body separated from you know your mind your mental um it's literally like as a whole so yes. yeah <laughs> love it yes that's when i think about it too sometimes i you know i have one favorite color which is black um <laughs> yeah. but sometimes i get I don't even know how to describe it. I like really like the urge to like like some color. Yeah, or you like really want to wear some color? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like last year for my birthday it was orange. This mm. year it was green. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> I just feel that way, and I'm like I'm attracted to the color green. I'm attracted to the color orange. Yeah. You know. And then after I learned about chakras, I was like, wait, but the colors that I'm I'm attracted to 
are kind of like how I'm feeling. Exactly. Also. Then you realize like, okay, like I'm seeing this car. I'm feeling attracted to this color for a reason. Why? And then when you look into that wine, it's like, why? It's like, oh shit, this is all connected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then learning about the throat chakra too, you know, this is like a random example, but when I was younger and I wanted to ask my mom to go somewhere, I would like wait until it was a perfect time, but I would be so scared and like my throat literally I felt so stuck. I was like, wait, like a lump in your throat, yeah, like a huge lump in my throat. And then after learning, because I think your mom told us something too about like the throat chakra. Yeah, know? probably something like that. But yeah, I was like, wait, that makes sense because mm-hmm. I really felt like there was something right here. But yeah, it was because. I was scared to ask. <laughs> scared, yeah. No. But you know what's crazy is, okay, girl, we rebranded, and our color used to be yellow, but we actually changed it to orange. Mm, creativity. The yes. creativity color. Yeah, so actually, I was just like, oh, you know, orange um, sparks creativity and stuff like that. And then now we saw our lips are blue. Yeah. Throat, cha- throat chakra. <laughs> and look at us. We talk. Hello. I know. Whoa. So it's blue and orange. Yeah. So. Yeah. You just, you, once you start learning these things, like it just all makes so much sense. It's like, yes. oh, well, there, there it is. That's why. <laughs> right. You can really be attracted to any color. To any color. I'm attracted to those that are like in the chakra. Especially you know? if it's not like a normal color you're attracted to. You're like, okay, why all of a sudden, like, do I really like orange? Or why do I have like this urge to wear green or right. eat green? It's like, oh, then that's probably because, you know, this chakra was out of whack. Or I'm mm-hmm. feeling this way. Da, da, da. So, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, yeah, because my color used to be purple for a long time, and I feel I'm like, yeah, I feel like I have a good intuition. Mm-hmm. Like when things happen, I was like, I already saw that happening. Right, like, I knew it was gonna happen, <laughs> or like, you know, you get those vibes about things. You're like, yeah, I knew it. But now my color is blue, and I feel like, yeah, because we've been doing a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Like everything I've been wanting to buy lately, like my AirPods case is blue. So I'm like, everything is blue. I'm like, yeah, I like that blue. I like that blue. Your shirt right now is blue. I know. Oh, my gosh. Look at me. <laughs> okay, so um, so you talked a lot about, like, foods and eating things to uh, tend to those chakras. So, like, what or how big of a role does food play into holistic wellness? Because, um, you know, we know you're plant-based. So, mm-hmm. like, how does food tie into all of this? Um, so food like has a heavy correlation with your wellness. Um, and a lot of people try and like fight the facts because a lot of people just don't want to acknowledge this, but no, food really does have, um, a huge factor in how you're feeling like your whole holistic wellness in general. Um, and it's because like simply like the simplest way I can put it is like, you want to eat things that are living, like living foods that fuel your body that make your body feel good that like keep your cells and your body and your mental like vibrating at a high frequency as opposed to you know when I was eating meat or like a lot of people who still do eat meat and dairy like you notice that you notice after a while you just don't feel good like ugh, like you feel heavy like you feel irritated like you don't feel as motivated um and so i think like that's like a signifier in itself that okay like you know when people who aren't necessarily plant-based when they feel like hmm like i want a salad it's like okay well why do you think you want a salad probably because like your body needs like these living things to Mm -hmm. keep like my body healthy and vibrating at a high frequency um a lot of mucus and um, things start to build up in your body when you aren't when you aren't plant based. So when you're eating a lot of meat and dairy, you know this mucus builds up in your body, and mucus holds a lot of things. Like it holds a lot of um, 
a lot of fat, a lot of cholesterol, a lot of disease in general. Like it's hard for your body to detox when it has a lot of mucus in it. So um, I don't know if any of you like are hip to Dr. Sevi or you may have like read up on him, but like a lot of what he said pretty much was like once you eliminate the mucus from your body, like you eliminate the disease and which is very true because once you are able to get rid of like all those things that are kind of just stuck in your body, um, energetically, physically, like mentally, like all those things, once you're able to detox it, like you just feel so much better. And I think that's what I definitely noticed too when I started switching my diet over to plant-based. It's like, I just feel better because I feel like a lot of that like steak and Chick-fil-A and ice cream that I was eating like didn't stay in my body. Like I was, whatever I ate was able to come out like right away. Thus like ultimately like making me feel a lot better. And like without getting too sciencey, like chemically, like these things have a chemical reaction within your body and within your brain specifically that, you know, alter your moods and your emotions and like kind of just your perception and like lifestyle view in general. Um, like, yeah, basically without getting too sciencey, diet plays a huge role in um, holistic wellness. I'm not saying that everybody has to be plant-based, like the only way to really get all of the benefits out of a spiritual or holistic journey is to be plant-based but you definitely like want to incorporate a lot more fresh and living things into your diet than like meat and dairy as much as possible Mm -hmm. yeah and how can someone approach that lifestyle like what was it like for you was it hard to transition or Um, were you just ready to get something new (laughs) honestly it's just a combination of everything like I was having like like I said earlier in the episode, I was having a lot of health issues just for no reason. Um, I was having a lot of health issues. I didn't feel good. I just felt like, ugh. So, like, once I got out of the hospital and I was kind of able to reassess my lifestyle, like, I noticed that I was eating, like, hella Chick-fil-A. And I love Chick-fil-A. I used to be at Chick-fil-A three times a day. (laughs) Um, I was always eating Chick-fil-A. Like, I was always eating, like, fast and fried foods. Like, even when I did eat a salad, like, it had to be drowned in ranch or I had to have, like, steak or chicken or something on it. Like, I didn't really, like, get the full benefits out of it. So, for me... I wanted to just change for the better and become healthier. So it really, when people ask me, oh, was it hard? Like, it really wasn't because I kind of did it cold turkey. Um, mm. And also, in like when I was dealing with these health issues, like, I can't, after visiting a lot of different specialists and nutritionists, like, I found out that my body couldn't process meat. So, like, that was a large reason of why I was feeling so crappy and why I was in and out of the hospital, just because my body, body simply, like, couldn't break it down. I was already lactose intolerant, but I was still eating because like I loved ice cream eggs like all that stuff so it was a combination of me wanting to do better me having to do better um and also because I just got tired of meat and dairy I was I was just like why do I feel like I eat, I'm eating the same thing like every day or why am I feeling so like blah after like every meal like yeah I feel great in the moment when I'm eating it but like you know, an hour to two hours later, like, I'm sleepy, like, I don't want to be bothered, like, all these type of things, so once I kind of just decided, like, okay, I just want to be healthier, I want to feel better, like, that's really what made the transition more into a lifestyle rather than, like, this, like, long, grueling transition period, Mm -hmm. like, oh my god, like, I'm never going to be able to, like, become a vegan, like, what, it's been, like, two weeks, I'm ready for a steak, like, (laughs) I never really had any of that, because I genuinely just 
I just wanted to do better. So I think it really was just my own will to wanting to do better and wanting to live healthier and just feel better in general. And also listening to my stomach. Like, our stomachs tell us a lot. So (laughs) our guts are so important. Like, I really don't think people understand that. So when I was eating all these things and, you know, I was, like, gassy and cramping or this might be TMI, but, like, constipated for, like, three days. Like, and I wasn't listening. Like, I was still eating all this stuff. Like, now I notice that now that I've been plant-based, like, my stomach is so much happier. Like, I rarely have, like, any of those issues anymore. So it was really just, like, time. It was that time, which is Mm -hmm. why when I tell people, like, no, it wasn't hard for me at all because I I just genuinely wanted to do it. And that's what you have to do. You have to genuinely want to do anything in order for it not to seem like such a burden Mm -hmm. to to you or your lifestyle. I'm not going to lie. There are some days. I'm like, damn, like, I miss fried chicken or I miss Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, but I don't really have, like, the urge or the crave to want to eat it just because I know, like, what it made me feel like. Right. And I, when you remember how something feels, like, you don't want to experience it again. hmm Yeah. Yeah, I know for, sometimes for me, I mean, yeah, I do eat meat, but I don't eat it a lot I guess and I don't eat a lot of red meat but mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like I just don't even want it like where's my green smoothie where's yeah. my green juice yeah. you know because I'm picky with my vegetables so I have <laughs> to have it in juice form <laughs> no I kind of like was the same way as well like my family you know just being a traditional black family like all the soul food you know fried chicken mac and cheese greens like everything loaded in like you know all types of oils and butters and cheese and milk like after a while I just like was tired of it I'm like damn like y'all not tired of eating this like (laughs) y'all not tired of feeling like this like I just it just got to a point where I was like yeah like I don't want to eat none of this even though it is Thanksgiving like where's my green smoothie or something (laughs) like that so yeah it was just pretty much like me just deciding like I want to do better um when determining oh wait just kidding went too fast um what type of treatments are considered holistic um so i would say anything that's not um anything that's not necessarily like falls under the category of like westernized medicine like anything that goes outside of you going to like your primary care physician getting prescribed something and going to the pharmacy to pick it up I feel like would be considered holistic wellness because an alternative um, holistic wellness because it's an alternative to like just the traditional like westernized medicine. So um, anything from like using herbs, teas, um, yoga, meditation, Reiki therapy sessions, um, all of those things would be considered holistic because they're not something that you're typically, typically, that you're typically (laughs) prescribed or given when like when you go to like a regular doctor. What's Reiki? Reiki. <laughs> so Reiki is pretty much just um, a more intense form of yoga and meditation. And you're like guided through it by somebody. So it's like uh, an intense like guided yoga meditation session to really like move and transmute like any energy or negative feelings that you're having. Um, so it's not like physically like painful or anything like that. It's like it's just a lot of like energetic work to like get all of that um, 
energy and like bad vibes and stuff that you're feeling like out of your body it's so like someone could be a reiki yeah somebody could be like a reiki therapist or a reiki coach um there's like plenty that like i know i just haven't been able to go to one to myself but i know plenty of people who do it um and they're pretty much just like guiding you through it so that you're able to move that energy out and feel better after the session yeah Yeah. i had a reiki healing before i was gonna ask Mm -hmm. i thought you did yeah (laughs) i had one for uh, a reiki healing and then i did a a chakra alignment too Mm. but yeah the reiki one because like the way it was put on the paper was like reiki healing slash massage i was like okay so (laughs) you don't really like yeah touch my body to get my energy you know um moving but then after we're done and i was like wait you didn't even like yeah there's the massage like light touching like light touching but it was more like music and then like her guiding me through it mm-hmm. and i was just like i thought this was like a massage too yeah it's such but, I mean, it's much more intimidating like when you don't know anything yeah, about because when know, i first heard yeah. waking i was like what like uh-uh like somebody pushing energy out of me like what yeah, is that I was like, okay. I was like yeah i need to be pushed and she was like no it was good she's like how do you feel i was like yeah i feel good and I was like, I feel a little light, like I feel better. She's like, yeah, like you know, you everything's pretty aligned, like you're doing pretty good. And I was like, I just paid sixty dollars for this. So I was like, mm, okay. I was like, thank you. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> like tell people when they're like looking for like coaching and healing sessions and Reiki stuff, go if you feel it's necessary. Like a lot of people feel like just because you're spiritually attuned or like you're on this holistic wellness journey that you automatically have to like sign up for Mm -hmm. these things or you automatically have to go get crystals or you automatically have to go get sage it's like no like do what you're comfortable with like just because you don't participate in reiki or you haven't gone to one like myself doesn't mean you're any less spiritual or serious about your holistic journey than someone who did participate in these things yeah interesting so um what are some ways that we can further educate ourselves on holistic wellness um so obviously like there's the internet there's google but and you know google yahoo bing google chrome whatever you use (laughs) i'm like i haven't heard of bing in a long time but i know it's still out there (laughs) um so obviously like you have the internet um but i normally tell people who look at the internet as their main informational source just to you know, read what you feel and digest what you feel, but take away from it your own personal um, thoughts right. and information from it. Like, don't just read an article on Google or whatever search engine mm-hmm. you use and automatically think like you're an expert on it or necessarily trust it. Because like, you also have to look at the sources. Like, where is this like information coming from? How recent is it? Like, how many authors? How many times has it been peer reviewed? Like, things like that. Like, you definitely want to take note of that when you're using the internet. Um, I'd say a lot of mine was from books so like library like going to the library and kind of just like skimming like through the section and like whatever like was speaking to me or standing out to me then I would take it home and read or um you know talking to like locals in the community especially in LA like connecting with like-minded people who are on this spiritual journey and this holistic journey um talking with them and kind of like getting more information in an organic setting like through conversations and shared knowledge but that requires you like li- like going into your community mm-hmm. and you know seeking out these people and seeking out this knowledge um definitely community elders um library 
Amazon is a great resource for books too. Like you could literally like just type in like spiritual journey books and like a million will pop up and you kind of just read like the little blurb about each one and you know decide for yourself like oh like is this something that's really speaking to me? Is this like a book that looks interesting to me? Is this a book that I think I could benefit from? Um, Pretty much I would just say the best way you can learn about it is going out there and seeking the knowledge yourself not just like sitting back and expecting it all to come to you because that's definitely like not gonna happen i think that's (laughs) a scary part too when it comes to trying anything new is because you i mean we have youtube we have google and when you know that someone's already doing it you expect your journey to be the exact same way that Mm -hmm. theirs goes but you have to put in that research and do it for yourself just because it works for that person doesn't mean it'll necessarily work for you exactly you kind of have to put your own twist on it so i do like those um ideas <laughs> i need to look some books up myself i know you gave me a list before i did like and my list always I, changes because like i'm always reading new things so i feel bad when like people be like oh i read that book that you like ref re- uh reference to me and i'm like wait which one was that again <laughs> just because like there's like there's just like so much infinite knowledge out in the world like you just have to be willing to seek it whether it's through the internet the library talking to people in your community um however you just have to be willing to like go out and seek it this is good Mm -hmm. so um our listeners if they have any questions um about holistic wellness and like spiritual journeys um how can they contact you are you open up to people contacting you like what's your social media <laughs> um so you can definitely hit me up on my instagram um at basha b b-a-s-h-a-b two underscores um i'm always open to people hitting me up and asking me it's just about the way you do it right like so many people will come into my dms like aggressive like no type of greeting like hey how are you just like oh well what is this like what does this stone do or like yeah. do? like how can i do this or like you know people will come in my dms like flooding me with like all of like their trauma and what they're going through and i'm like okay like yes i would consider myself like a source of knowledge and like a spiritual coach to some degree but i definitely think that maybe you should reach out to in addition to what you're doing like talking to me i think that you should definitely like reach out to maybe a therapist or somebody else who can help you delve deeper into these issues but i'm always open to people asking me questions um and they can contact me through my Instagram. Um, I always say, like, if I don't know something, I'll tell you. Because I don't want to be that person. I, and I'm not that person who just thinks, like, I know everything. Because I definitely don't. Like, I'm figuring things out as I go uh, every day, too. Like, I'm learning new things. But um, I'm always open to it. Like, And I love talking and engaging with people who, like, come correct. Who, like, come with, like, right. a, you know, like, a, hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, I was just wondering, da 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 Not just, like, so abrupt and just, like, right. give me the answers. Or, like, you know, a lot of people that I've dealt with will, like, they'll hold, like, conversations in my DMs forever and, like, not necessarily reciprocate that energy back. Like, one girl, like, you know, she was asking me all types of questions about, like, my vegan diet. Like, I even sent her, like, my grocery list, all this stuff. And, like, two days later, I go on her Instagram and, like, she's not even, like, going, like, on the vegan diet no more. She's like, you know, fuck this. Like, I'm back to doing this X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, like... 
that was kind of like an energy exchange that didn't really need to happen especially like for all the information that I was giving like a lot of my friends say that I should charge but I just haven't found I haven't found that in my heart yet I'm just like oh my gosh like that's something I'm working on too but things like that I'm like okay as long as like you're genuine you're open to like receiving this knowledge and like open to also like um, educating yourself, then I have no problem like talking to you and holding a conversation with you. Right, because it's like you know those people that ask you for advice uh-huh. and then you tell them, giving them a whole spiel, and then they do the complete off- opposite. Right, like, <laughs> exactly. bro, why did you even ask me? Then? <laughs> right, when you're just gonna do what you want to do. <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm like, if you had it say in your heart that you weren't like gonna do this or like you weren't serious about it, like why waste my time? You know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I know some people like listening are probably just like, ugh, like, well, like, ugh, we not gonna deal with her. Right? They're like, like, well, dang, like, I'm not saying that I'm committed to this whole lifestyle. Just, okay. but it's like, no, it's about your intentions. Like, what are your intentions? Like, coming to me, like, are your intentions genuine? Like, do you genuinely just want to know this information? Do you just need ideas? Okay, cool. But if the intention of you coming to me is like you know, it's not really there or it's, like, kind of fuzz. Like, you don't have a direct, like, good intention, mm-hmm. like, contacting me. This. I'd rather you just not hit me up at all. Right. Period. Just look at what's in my story. Period. Okay. Period. Poo. Like, but you don't even got to waste me or yours time because I'm going to be mad, like, if I'm sitting here. I'm not going to be mad, but I'm just going to be like, damn, really? Like, you could have paid me for that. Like, I'm going to be feeling that way, like, again, like, if I tell you all this information, like, and you're asking me question after question only for a day later, like, not to be even trying to, like, follow it. Like right. you could have just went to Google or something. Right. right. <laughs> First of all, don't even want to ask me how I'm doing. Right. And then you want to do the opposite of what I told you. Right. And it's like very rare that like some of these people like will check back in and say like, oh, like you know, I appreciate the conversation we had. Thank you for your time. Da da da. It's kind of just like a transaction. Like, okay, I'm coming to you. I'm asking you questions. You give me the answers, and I'm out. Like, right. I don't like that. Yeah. Do they even hit you with a thank you? No, I mean, sometimes, sometimes some people do. Or, like, a lot of times, you know, I'm just left on a red. Or, like, <laughs> they're not ready seen. for this spiritual journey. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, damn, well, I could have at least got to thank you for your time and your right. patience. You know, something. Like, it don't got to be monetary. I'm not asking to be best friends. But just, like, you know, a simple form of acknowledgement goes a long way. No, yeah. I know. I hate, I hate when people, like, just ask me a question. I'm like, hi, hello to me too. Right. <laughs> or it's like it's eight like, o'clock in the morning and you know, somebody will DM me without a like good morning or something. Yes, and you just or like, or night, great like, rising. Like, you just come straight up in my DMs like with a whole loaded question. Like, can I wipe the crust out of my eyes? <laughs> right. That's why when I see it, I'll be like, you know, you can wait. My office hours are between nine to five. Everything else, I'm like not looking at that. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, gotta set boundaries. Rude. <laughs> Where are your manners? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but what is one thing that our listeners can take away from today's episode? Um, what I would like from the listeners to take away from this episode is just do what you feel is right for you. Like, don't necessarily go through life thinking that you have to live it a certain way or abide by certain rules to please others like if you have the intention for yourself to want to get better and like or you want to gain more knowledge as long as you want to do and you've decided that you want to do it for you then that's all that matters um and this goes for anyone like this doesn't necessarily just have to do with like you know 
embarking on a holistic journey but for anyone like if you think about quitting that job if it's what you want to do then do it if you want to you know buy a trip uh, buy a ticket to take a trip to I don't know some island if that makes you happy do it like do what makes you happy and like don't necessarily focus on what others have to say and how they feel because I think a lot of times what stops us from doing what makes us happy is the thoughts that others around us may have about it and Mm -hmm. it's like no screw all that like do you for you period period (laughs) and that's and that's today's episode okay (laughs) yes I have to go back and listen to this one like 10 times. Ah, 10 times. Wait, is it yeah. over? Yeah. Oh. So, well, well, no, we just want to say thank you everybody oh. for listening. <laughs> I thought we had scratch recording. I was about to take my headphones oh. off and everything. So again, um, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Basha, for coming on. No, yes, um, thank you. We appreciate you. Oh yes. my gosh, no, thank y'all so much for having me, Ashley, Lala. Like, I really appreciate it. Um, Holistic wellness in general is just something that I'm so passionate about speaking about and telling people about. So I'm just thankful that y'all even made space in your busy schedules, like in life and with the podcast in general to allow me to be here and like share space and knowledge with you. So I appreciate y'all and the listeners. Hey, mama. Hey, everybody listening. Love (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Well, thank you. And until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.